a hard name to say. It is. Because it's the Sarah Connor Chronicles. I still think about the first movie. Sarah Connor. Yes. And then you see that red light focus on her head. And then it's just, bounce your wall. And then Arnold walks up. Bounce your wall, bounce your wall, bounce your wall, bounce your wall. And I was like, oh my God. So this is the Terminator. I just remember that, man. That was a great scene. All right, Justin. <laughs> I want you to sing me a song. <laughs> about doing something for the fourth time because you just didn't do it right the first time or second or third. So you're going to try again for a fourth time. Uh, hit me with your best shot. I don't know. <laughs> Why do you keep giving me these hard subjects and say, find a song, some random song. What other song was I supposed to give you for this movie? It's the fourth time they've tried to do Terminator 3. <laughs> I don't I can't think. Maybe one will come to me as we talk. Well, that would be weird because we're not doing it now when we're asking of you. <laughs> so this counts as a loss, Justin. Oh! 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 Hey, Cinema fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. It is Heather, Justin, and I, Sterling. We are here to talk about what we like, didn't like, and everything in between with the movie terminator dark fate but before we begin Justin, why the fuck do you like is it now your thing to like yell during our music oh i just want you guys to hear me because <laughs> i mean I, you've been doing it during the outro for a while now but you've started lately of doing that during the intro too does any of that ever come through though <laughs> oh yeah it does okay then i make sure of it yes that is good to know oh dear god i might have opened up a can of worms i do not want to have opened. All right, so let's actually go into this. Heather, what did you like about Terminator Dark Fate? Terminator Dark Fate. All right, so I actually, I'm not actually sure how everyone on here feels about this movie. I personally liked it more than I didn't like it. Um, I liked, I think for me, I do like how well they paced the story. For the most part, I think it, it moved along pretty quickly. You didn't have to wait a while for the action to start or anything like that. And as the action scenes were happening was also the story developing at the same time. So it was um, really well paced, I think. And you, you didn't feel like you were lost in uh, what they were doing with the storyline and what was happening with the characters. So I appreciated that about it. And for me, I, I think that, um, I mean, it was really great to see Linda Hamilton back as Sarah Connor. I think that that was a really cool thing to do for it. But for me, I think Mackenzie Davis, who plays the newer, um, well, the altered human or the augmented human, uh, Grace, she was my favorite by far in this movie. I think she was standout in this. She did a great job. I think she seemed genuine and sincere in like what her mission was and, just a delivery of everything she was saying and doing. Um, I just really thought she was great in this film. And um, Natalia Reyes, who plays Danny, was also really good in it. Um, but it was just, it was also just really cool to, to kind of do the callbacks to the older ones with obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton, their characters. Um, I really, I enjoyed that aspect and then their dynamic and, I mean, they did kind of change from what I remember some of the storyline of what happened in the past movies. So um, just kind of seeing their dynamic in this one 
was interesting and how it was it was kind of like they were forced to work together to you know save everyone but they hated each other or at least um sarah connor hated the terminator so it was just kind of an interesting dynamic to see them have to work together when you could tell that really she just wanted to kill him the whole time um but it was kind of a i kind of liked how they played it um and I think that the action sequences were good for the most part. Um, and I, I just think it was shot well. I like the whole kind of like it felt like a, you know, post-apocalyptic world almost and how it looked. And it was just so dreary and gloomy and uh, just kind of the life that the lifestyle that people had at one point. And I know that the um, that Grace was from the future. So just seeing kind of the future of what happened to the world after this judgment day thing. It was kind of cool to just sort of uh, see the back and forth of this is what's going to be in the future, but this is what is now. Um, And just the whole concept of, um, you know, we, we need you to change the future. So we have to save you now. I thought was just a really cool thing. Um, Yeah. I mean, I just think the performances were great. I like the, um, I, I don't know why, but I just really thought that, even though you saw a lot of at least what was happening in a lot of the action scenes in the trailers, I still really enjoyed them. I thought they were really well done. And the bad Terminator in this one, the one, uh, the uh, Gabriel, that Terminator, I think he was great. I think he did a great job as the, uh, the antagonist of this one. And I liked the concept that they made, um, that the future had developed so much that, they they were making humans augmented to where they could almost take on Terminators or at least go up against Terminators. So that was a really cool element as well. Um, I just kind of I like how they um, I, I, I like how they directed everything towards futuristic ideas in this and um, the idea that it wasn't it wasn't Danny having a son who was going to save the world. It was her that was going to save the world. I thought that was really cool that they added that into the mix. And yeah, I mean, I just really, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed all of it. I think uh, it was, I actually think that Arnold Schwarzenegger as the, as Carl or whoever in this one, I think he actually did have some humorous moments I didn't expect from him. So I appreciated that element as well. And it was interesting in a good and bad way, which we'll get into, but um, just to see him as like a family man. And that was that was interesting. But um, yeah, I, I think overall, I think it was just fun. It was good action, but it did have an actual story that it was telling. It wasn't just action for the sake of it. Um, it wasn't just like a, we just feel like it's about time to make another Terminator movie. At least for me, it didn't feel like they did that without trying to back it up, at least with a storyline to follow it. So yeah, for me, I would say overall, I thought it was a really pretty good action film. Justin, your turn. Okay. So with with this film, um, especially after hearing all the hype going in, because I'm not going to lie, when the previews first came out to this, I honestly didn't get my hopes up. And and Cinefans, I don't know how you could blame me, because we these other Terminators that have been coming out, Salvation, Genesis, to name a few, just have been underwhelming, disappointing films. So I'm not going to lie. Even though I knew Linda Hamilton was coming back and that kind of gave me a little bit of hope, it was nice to see 
um, a, an old face from the Terminator movies that I love because I'm a huge fan of Terminator 1 and 2. So bringing her back, I was like, okay, well, if she came back, then maybe there's something to this one. And then I was really surprised to see that the film was having such a positive reception among critics and things like that. So then it made me hopeful. I was like, well, maybe uh, th this is going to be at the very least better than the ones that uh, th that we have gotten in the in the past few recent years I, I thought i at least had hope that it would be better than those and um and i think that really i wound up landing on a little bit of a mixture of all of that i do think it is better than some of the previous Terminators that we've gotten, but I didn't love this movie either. And, and we'll get in dislikes in a in a minute. But 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 for the most part, it was um, it was okay. I thought overall. And some of the things that I liked about the film, well, first of all, I'd be remiss if I didn't at first speak about Linda Hamilton coming back as Sarah Connor. And there's just something about Linda Hamilton and playing this character. There's just something about seeing one of the most iconic badass women back on screen. And the, and this is something that Hollywood is taking more of a chance on, especially after the success of the Halloween movie with Jamie Lee Curtis coming back. I, I was I was glad that they thought that this was a risk worth taking with her. And she definitely adds something. She has a screen presence and a toughness about her and an attitude about her that you just missed. I mean, I missed her. I really miss having her on screen. And if you're somebody who has seen the 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 especially the second terminator because this is the hardened sarah connor this is the one who has been hardened by all of these uh incidents and things that have happened in the first two terminators and especially in that second terminator movie this is that's the badass sarah that we get the first movie she's more or less kind of like a more of a damsel she's being protected but the second movie she's a badass and in this one it continues in the spirit of that from two and like i said i just think that she just has a way about her and a presence about her that just definitely enhanced this film um, and what Heather said was right, too. The augmented soldier that came back, Grace, Mackenzie Davis, does a good job here, too. And in a lot of ways, I really think that she reminded me of Reese Connor in the first movie, how, the, you know, you've got this hardened soldier who's come back and she's all business and she's trying to do what she can to protect this person. And she's got a connection with the uh, person that she's protecting, much like how Reese had a connection with John um, from the future whenever he came back to protect Sarah Connor. So I saw that really the, the way that they did it, she, it was kind of in the spirit of that. And I like just going back to the basics. You have a human that is the protector, and then you against the Terminator who is like this 
um, unstoppable, seemingly unstoppable killing machine. And I felt like in, in that way, this film succeeds, just going back to the bare bones, because that's really essentially what this movie was. You bring back a familiar badass in Sarah Connor. You have, you go back and you get like a Reese Connor like soldier who has a connection with the person we're protecting in the past. And then you bring back Arnold later on in the film as kind of like reprising that T-800 role, but in a completely different way. And some of the things I liked about what they did with Arnold and some things not so much. But I think that just going back to some of these basic ingredients made for those interactions, the dialogue, when characters were just conversing with each other, it just made it a little more believable and made it a little bit easier to follow, a little bit more watchable because you felt like these were people that you had invested in, that you had been invested in for years. And these are people from the movies that you love. So I think that that definitely worked for this film. Um, the, the CGI in this movie, I thought for the most part was quite good. Uh, definitely a step up from, uh, what was it? Gemini man that we saw, which just had horrible special effects. This was definitely better than that. Now there were times where like, you know, half Terminator, half exoskeleton, have Arnold face Terminator looked a little so there were times where sometimes the fighting and the camera cuts and stuff looked a little hokey but for the most part I thought that the special effects were pretty good here I thought that they uh, did a pretty good job and did what they had to do during the um, action sequences um, I didn't feel like there was any just like action sequences that just like stood out or something like oh i will always remember that there definitely isn't a 18 wheeler versus motorcycle chase like what we had in terminator 2 or anything like that but uh but the action is good it was good enough it was interesting enough it it, it was done just well enough to where it kept your attention throughout uh nothing too offensive happened on that deal um and overall that was um i thought that that was good also and then even though there are definitely certain story elements of this that i don't like i do have to at least appreciate uh, some of the balls that they had with this movie, just killing off um, John Connor like that at the beginning of the film and saying, okay, look, we're, he's dead and now we're going to tell a different story. And this is about a different uprising and how these things in, inevitably happened. Like, even though there isn't a Skynet, there's this other thing called Legion that kind of rose up. So it almost kind of speaks to the inevitable nature of the machines rising up and taking over. And ultimately, there has to be a resistance. There has to be humans banding together to overcome this in some shape or form. So doing all of those things, that, that, that I thought that that was pretty cool. And then it tried to kind of be a little empowering at the end by instead of um, our character, and I keep forgetting her name, Danny, instead of Danny being the uh, person who was going to have the kid that they are supposed to protect or it being kind of this 
chosen man that's going to rise up. That was kind of uplifting at the end when you find out, okay, it, she is actually the person. It's her that winds up banded together. And in a way, she becomes kind of the um, the John Connor of this new sort of timeline universe, whatever you want to call it, that was that was created whenever Skynet sort of stopped ceasing to exist and everything like that. So that was an interesting touch. Um, didn't like, like I said, just certain story elements. I think there were ways to get there a little bit better, but I do appreciate the sentiment of the story. And then lastly, Arnold Schwarzenegger, man, like... I, and this is just another thing that I mean about screen presence. He is just so likable. Like there's always been something about Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I don't know what it is. I've always been a fan of his. Surely when I think about the, the greatest actors in the world, I don't think his name is going to come up on my list. But I've always appreciated him, man. There, he's just got a presence, man. There's just something about that guy. And his comedic timing, the way he says things, the iconic voice, it, 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 he just got a laugh out of me. And this T-800 idea, this idea that after the T-800 completes his mission, what happens to him? Well, we, we kind of answer that question in this movie. And he sort of, after completing his mission, he, he winds up kind of integrating with society and other people and things like that and actually joins a family and develops at least some knowledge of what a conscience and what love and what humanity is even though he wasn't all the way there he developed the capacity to understand it to kind of understand and appreciate and kind of gain some understanding of human qualities and i was okay with that we saw inklings of that in terminator 2 when um the t-800 uh, died was going to die in that film, and there was a I, there was a scene I'll never forget where him and uh, uh, John Connor are hugging, and he goes, "I understand," and John is crying because he knows that the T eight hundred's about to end himself, and I remember the T eight hundred going, "I understand now why you cry." Like he he didn't have feelings and emotions, but he understood them. He understood. He kind of gained some humanity in that journey. So. I felt like they just expounded on that story further with this Arnold with this uh Arnold T800 and just him talking about <laughs> putting up drapes or just the the very blatant blunt things that he would say at the at the at, at just the the most wrong time or how he would just um say certain things and just saying it in a way and a timing that only Arnold can do. And to me, he was definitely, even though he wasn't in it much, he was definitely one of the most likable things about this and definitely was the breath that the tone needed whenever it got to him because we had seen the other characters. We had seen Sarah and Grace together and there and they were kind of at each other's throats a little bit and kind of there was a little bit of animosity there. But then adding Arnold to the mix and then kind of adding a little bit of comedy there, not going too serious. I think that was a tone shift that really helped the film. So uh, overall, um, I thought that this was an acceptable sequel, definitely better than some of the sequels that we've gotten in the past. 
Well, like I said at the beginning, this is this is the fourth time they have tried to do Terminator 3. Um, they did Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Then the next one is the uh, Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles, the TV show, which is Terminator 3. It takes place uh, after Terminator 2. Um, then you have Terminator Genesis, which tries to do the same thing by bouncing around all these different timelines and stuff like that. And then you now have this one, which, you know, every time they've done one of these Terminator 3s, they've negated uh, the existence of the other ones. Um, the only true sequel to Terminator, a Terminator 3 we ever got was Salvation. Uh, Terminator Salvation was more or less a futuristic sequel to, I want to say, I, I would say the original Terminator 3. Um, you know, because Terminator 2, they they think they stop Judgment Day. All they do is change it. And in the Terminator 3, Judgment Day actually happens. And Skynet takes over. So, you know, it's kind of a, a sequel to that. Um, I'll say this. This is probably the second best uh, Terminator 3 there is. Um, I do think the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Um, actually, I do, I do think it's pretty good. Uh, the The pilot's garbage. The The pilot's very weird. Um with the series as a whole for the two seasons it goes it actually does take the terminator lore and the franchise in a in a very good and interesting direction um where they're actually adding to what's established instead of just always trying to one-up things they very much gradually kind of get there the terminator the, the main first terminator in that um is just one model up from the t-800 whereas you know terminator 2 had the t-1000 which was you know a vastly you know upgraded version of stuff and then then what is i don't remember what it is in terminator 3 it's like the tx 111 or some shit yeah something like that which was like a god machine yeah it was, it was like a god machine it made no sense you know they could change their outer appearance whenever but then they still also had uh they could just like make guns out of their arms and she could just do anything ever which made it kind of which i understand why they did that because they wanted the same feeling you got from Terminator 2, where you had the T-800 all of a sudden go up against a T-1000. And, I mean, for better or worse, the, the T-1000 is just leaps and bounds better than a T-800. And, you know, so they, they kind of wanted to give the same thing. Like, of like, oh, well, you saw him beat a T-1000. Now watch him beat the THX 1138. I know that that's the surround sound. I know that's not the actual uh, version of the Terminator, but... It's also a George Lucas movie, but they they just wanted to kind of give that awe, and it just kind of made it a little too unbelievable, if you will. Like, and I understand it's a fucking time traveling robot movie, but it just felt like it was regurgitating what we had already seen and just kind of amped it up in, in, in a way that didn't feel necessary. And you know, and and on top of that, it's just Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. It's just very dull. It's a very dull fucking movie. Um. Then you get into Terminator Genesis, which is just, ooh, that's a rough ride. It's it's time traveling galore. It's you've got John Connor coming from the past or coming from the future, but he's now a Terminator. It just it goes places that nobody wants it to go. It's a very uninteresting way to go. It just it was just this mind-bogglingly muddled and just boring fucking affair. Um so then you now have Terminator Dark Fate, which kind of combines some of the elements of stuff. Uh, one of the elements you have from Terminator Genesis is you have a Terminator that uh, 
you know, the, the most of the characters have jumped through time at one point while the Arnold Terminator was left. So he's aged when they come across him again. So they kind of do a version of that in this movie where uh, they had sent him back in the past and then he's just kind of been chilling for like 30 years or whatever, or however the fuck long it is, 20 or whatever. So he aged. Um, and so it's that nice little touch of explaining just why Arnold looks old in this movie. Uh, but also I'd say since the first time since Terminator 2, you know, even though he's in Genesis and he is in Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines, this was the first time he kind of felt close to that Terminator 2 Arnold. Like the other ones, it was just something was missing. I think they tried to get too jokey with it in Rise of the Machines because everybody responded so nicely. Like everybody loves the humor uh, in Terminator 2. When, you know, the hasta la vista baby, the I'll be back, you know, those type of things. Just, you know, they enjoy those those warm and humorous moments from Arnold in those movies, not realizing that the other side of that is Edward Furlong as John Connor that makes those moments genuine because it's like a kid in his robot. You know, it, it that's what makes those moments. It's not that just Arnold says a funny line as the Terminator. It's the heart behind it that makes those lines work. So whenever he's just spouting off the same type of bullshit in the third movie, it falls flat because he doesn't have that relationship with the Nick Stahl version of John Connor that he did with Edward Furlong. So it just, it doesn't work in that. And so, and then in Terminator Genesis, it's it's just dumb. I'm going to quit bringing that one up. So this version of it, it feels a little bit more genuine because you don't get those moments. Like there is some humor and everything like that, but it's this this Terminator, kind of like what Justin said, has been on a journey, even though you don't see it. He, he went on this journey after, you know, completing his mission and more or less being stranded in time and developed a purpose. And I thought that was actually one of the best parts of this movie is when he's having that conversation with Sarah Connor and he's talking about how, you know, he sent her the, the things of, you know, the time displacements of when Terminators were coming so she could go fight them to help give her a purpose. Because he found that that's what made his life meaningful. So he wanted to help her after realizing what he had taken away from her. I genuinely thought that was one of the most heartfelt moments in a Terminator movie. Especially from a character that is, for all intents and purposes, a fucking robot. And I was genuinely surprised by uh, the moment of, of, of warmth and heart that they were able to actually bring uh, in those scenes. And I, I really did think that was fantastic. And to your point, because and, you, you, sorry, you, and to your point, because you were talking about Edward Furlong and how that interaction that he had with Arnold in the Terminator 2, that that's what made those moments genuine. And, and, and like you were saying in this, I think the moments here felt more genuine because he had Linda Hamilton to play off of. So these are two people that we're familiar with. We we know that like, and just seeing them interact again, there was just something about that along with that genuine story, like you said. Well, and I think it, it also helped that they kind of appropriately placed the relationships because I mean, for, for most purposes or for however you want to look at it, the Terminator in Terminator 2 kind of has the mentality of a child. So seeing him with another kid is what makes those moments humorous. Mm -hmm. And then to piggyback off of that with Sarah Connor in this movie, they're both essentially battle-worn entities that are searching for a purpose in life. Yeah. And so that's what makes, since they're both kind of in that same respective place, 
you know, I guess the Terminator is actually a little further further along. They, you know, he's found his purpose. So it it just still it makes the, the that connection feel more real with it instead of like in Terminator three where he got like brainwashed by the other one, but he overcomes it with the power of friendship with Nick Stahl. <laughs> like that felt dumb, you know. In this one, it it felt like genuine growth. You know, this version of the Terminator has been living life as a fucking what curtain guy for twenty something years. And I thought, and, th- and that's one of those things too that did kind of make it funny, you know what I mean? But it didn't feel like forced humor. It's just, yeah, he had to have a job. He had to blend in. So, yeah, he was a curtain guy. Apparently very good. That was a nice fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a damn good curtain guy. But, you know, that whole, those whole instances with that stuff, I, I, I like you said, it, it kind of showed the Terminator in a new light, but it also kind of showed what Arnold can do with some of that stuff. Now, I'm not trying to say that like Arnold is a groundbreaking actor because I do think he has some range. We have seen him do some stuff with some range. Mm-hmm. It's just, I liked him bringing range to that character. I thought that that's what was great. It reminded me a lot of a, of a smaller scale version of what Sylvester Stallone did in the first Creed movie. He took a character that everyone is fucking familiar with and changed it and grew that character within the context of one movie. Good point. In a very like appropriate and and like I don't want to say a feel good way, but a way that felt right. Yeah. So you know, Rocky transitioning into the trainer for Creed's son felt right in that movie, and just like how the Terminator, his growth and development based on the context of this movie, it felt right. It felt like the, what he was bringing to the table at that moment, and 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 the depth of the the, the character and the emotion behind it all just was uniquely right for this movie. And I'm, and I'm really glad that they showed it. I wish it was in a better movie, but I was really glad they showed it still. Um, to, to, to go into some of these other things, though, of what I liked, so I'm not spending all my time on just that one thing. I just really liked that one thing. Um, I mean, the action scenes were fine. I thought some of them were, I think, like most of the Terminator sequels, I felt like they were trying to recreate some of the stuff from Terminator 2 a little too much. You know, Terminator 2 has one of the most iconic vehicle battle chase scenes ever and it felt like they tried to piggyback on that a little too much at one point um i feel like they tried to also piggyback on the fact that the rev 9 is a combination of a t800 and a t1000 which also if this is a no i'm not gonna go there yet that's very much a dislike i'm gonna hold off hold on um you know i felt like they kind of piggybacked a little too much on leaning very hard into the exact aspects of what people like about a t one uh t1000 and t800 uh whenever he was splitting all this other stuff but one thing that i wish they showed a little bit more is i can't remember this actor's name um and i've seen him in a couple of things he also played ghost rider on agents of shield which that was not impressive at all but the scenes where he was playing a human where he was legitimately trying to blend in and stuff like whenever he was this uh, the border patrol agent trying to get into the the facility and all this other stuff and he's very much coming across like you know like he's an actual person i legitimately thought those scenes were very good and i really wish there was kind of more of those of him legitimately coming across as as a person and not a robot uh imitating a person you know like when he makes that joke and i know it's in the trailers but i liked the joke in the context of the movie too is the whole oh my whole body's a weapon you know but he didn't say it very stoic he said it like a person with personality like some cocky asshole that would say that line. So I liked that 
he said it like a cocky asshole. And so it was just those scenes like that. I just kind of wish there was more of that because I thought they were genuinely good. Um, what's her name? Mackenzie Davis. Um, if that's not her name, I'm sorry. Um, I thought she was okay. Uh, I think I think they should have leaned into what Justin was saying. And I don't think they should have had her be super soldier-esque. I think they should have made her just a person that was just very, very determined, more like a Kyle Reese. I just wish she was more Kyle Reese-esque. Yeah, and, and less augmented. Yeah, less augmented and more. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Because it was in the spirit of Kyle Reese, but yeah, you're right. Maybe they should have just went full Kyle Reese and just let her be a human being. Well, it's, it's, it's they just tried to amp up everything, you know. Uh, Sarah Connor in this is an amped up version of Terminator 2, Sarah, Con- uh, Sarah Connor. Um, Grace is a amped up version of Kyle Reese. The Terminator is an amped up version of the T-1000 and a T-800 at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's both of those robots or both of those Terminators, but they're just slightly amped up versions of it. So, you know, everything was just like an amped up version of what we've seen in the past. And I would have rather just seen the same type of things, but then amp up everything else. You know what I mean? Like, I think it would have been a more interesting if you had somebody that was just a very determined and crafty soldier taking on that fucking Rev-9. Because... One thing I loved about Terminator 2 and one thing I love about the first Terminator is they were so creative with how they had to fucking fight them. They had to be fucking creative to do so because they were all in over their heads. Yeah. In this one, it kind of felt like that wasn't the case. Yeah, they came up with a plan and they had to improvise a little bit and all this other stuff, but it didn't feel like they were creative with how they had to beat it. You know, they didn't have to like think of something off the top of their heads like throwing it in the lava or freezing it or anything like that it was just like a oh look we threw them into a turbine now the liquid metal part's gone which that made no sense to me none at all i don't know how the liquid metal part was destroyed by that we're not in the dislikes yet no i know i know but i'm just <laughs> like, not there I, that made no sense to me <laughs> but no but yeah but to your point no you're right and then and didn't some of the fight scenes feel marvel-esque like with the jumping and twisting around swinging blades and you know grabbing something and cutting him and stuff like that and and you're kind of right like that kind of fighting is i mean it was okay you know what i mean it was fine i get it she was an augmented human and because she's augmented she can kind of put up a fight like that but you're right man i think the more interesting avenue would have been to keep her a human and it'd be this thing well i can't fight him you know i can't match him for power but i know how to fight them because i'm from the future i know how they think i know how to kind of outsmart them i know how to lure him into something that maybe he doesn't anticipate and maybe that could have been her edge and that would have almost felt a little more fresh while also kind of keeping it old school with Reese, like you said, because I don't know if I prefer the good guys like doing the Marvel stuff, doing jumping and flipping and, and attacking the, 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 the super Terminator, like, like you would see in a Marvel movie or rather have that soldier, like you said, who's crafty and setting up a trap here or, getting out of the you know get outwitting the terminator because it is a machine and using more of that human element you know um i at this point let's just go into dislikes unless anybody has anything else to say because i really am straddling the line of 
almost everything I'm going to say at this point is a dislike. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. All right. And and to go off what you're saying, Justin, I completely agree because that first fight in that plant, that was that was fucking Captain America and Bucky fighting each other in Winter Soldier. Sure was. That's what that fucking fight was. Like, th- it's the same fucking fight choreographer. It's I don't know if it is, but it might as well have been because that's what that fucking fight was. You know, and it's just... So a lot of those things, like I said, I liked... I liked the ideas they had behind some of it. It just, the execution didn't come off as cleanly as I think they wanted with it. You know, it's just so much of it hinged on the first one. And I guess, I I, I guess that's Force Awakens syndrome, you know, because the first good Star Wars movie we've had since like 1986 was practically a remake of the first one, but it changed enough to where it's it's fine. I, I, I like Force Awakens. So I think they were just trying to kind of do the same thing. You take what worked in the first two movies and you kind of just amp it up and hope that modern audiences will like it. It's just with Linda Hamilton's character, I felt like they did so much of it weirdly through exposition, you know, because they're like, oh, why are you qualified? And she's like, all I do is kill Terminators and drink until I pass out. And you're like, oh, okay. That's a very awesome character trait, I guess. I mean, like they distilled sarah connor down to that like what the fuck guys i understand this is a new darker world where you know john connor was killed as a small child which i i give them credit for that that took some balls um taking essentially the most important character in the terminator franchise and you kill him in like 10 fucking minutes um but it just to me that felt weak it cheapened the character like i understand it just and i'm not saying that that plot line cheapened the character just that line cheap in the characters like what the fuck is that you know and i didn't like when mckenzie davis like that whole reveal that uh whatever her name is is the new john connor and all this other stuff for legion okay but that also felt like you could see that coming a million miles away and they didn't really do a good job in this movie of showing why she would end up being that character because all she was was kind of stubborn you know I guess people respected her at the car plant she worked at, but I don't necessarily think that, you know, people respect me at my job and I don't think I can lead a resistance against, you know, artificial intelligence, but <laughs> it, it, it felt like she just, and then her main character trait was that she was stubborn after that. Anytime that the, the, the grace character was like, no, we have to keep you safe and run away. And she's like, no, I'm tired of running. I'm like, Oh, okay. That's how you survive a robot apocalypse. By just never running that makes a lot of sense um but like weird things just ended up bothering me while i was watching this movie like i was really bothered that every time that the the rev nine's liquid metal body reformed into the human or into the humanoid version of that he was always on his knee or he was always squatting down every time he never formed into like somebody standing which just was always weird to me it's always like he was doing an action pose every single time he reformed and I understand that's incredibly nitpicky, but this movie, like I said, did it 90,000 times. How many fucking times did this guy, like like the liquid form of him, get blown into like a billion little raindrops and he just came back together? I'm not going to lie. It really just was fucking tiresome to where, like I said, I started noticing he was always kneeling every time he reformed. And it's just so, so, so much of this just, like I said, it felt the same, but like amped up. And it's just, this franchise has been through too much bullshit for you to try to do this now. Like you've burned too much goodwill with your fan base. I mean, as much as I love the Terminator movies, 
the Terminator's movies aren't Star Wars. They can't have three shitty movies back to back and then just kind of redo the first movie and it feel like a reinvigoration. And that's exactly what this movie did. You can't have Rise of the Machines and uh, Salvation and Genesis. I won't even include the TV show because nobody watched it. That's why it got canceled after two seasons. But you can't have those three movies be as shitty as they fucking were and then really expect it you to bounce back at this point because while those are f- the first two movies are fantastic like i said you're not star wars you can't keep trying to reinvent yourself and hoping that this time is the time that fans will actually kind of latch on to you and go with it it just it was too little too late with so much of that and then on top of that this it's fucking 2019 why the fuck was there nothing really just really groundbreakingly new in this like, give me a fucking new version of the Terminator. Like, a legit new version of the Terminator. Show me something that's truly, truly frightening. Because when you look at the first Terminator, that was new back when that movie came out. That whole metal skeleton fucking robot killing machine thing, that was a new fucking concept. And then you went from that. You went from Arnold, who is a very rigid and, like, immovable object, to... Robert Patrick, who is a very slight guy, and then you make him 100% liquid metal. Like, that was leaps and bounds different. And then you just give me more of the same shit. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't have a new idea for a Terminator, but that's also because that's not my job to think of new things for a Terminator. That's the writers of Terminator to do. And they just didn't do it. They just went, hey, let's do some more of that old shit. Let's get some of that old Terminator shit. Like, give us a new Terminator. I don't know. Give us one made of like nanobots that can like infect people and create like little zombies or some shit. There we go. That's a better Terminator than we fucking got in this movie. And I'm not even saying anything was wrong with this this person's portrayal of the Terminator. It's just the, the entire character of the Rev Nine. And then so they 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 acknowledge that they stopped Skynet in this one. But then there was this AI called Legion that then started making robots and all this other stuff. Like okay, that's fucking stupid. Like. It was a military combat intelligence. And then somehow it just starts manufacturing robots. I understand it's AI. It could take over things like the machines and the plants and all this other stuff and do that. But okay, that's still the same thing. So if you're just going to do the same thing again, why not just have it be Skynet? Like, okay, just make it Skynet. Just what's the point of giving it a new name that is also like a demonic name just to make it a little bit more edgy for the 2019 crowd? Who gives a fuck? Just make it Skynet again. I mean, that's that's essentially what the whole plot of Rise of the Machines was, that the AI started taking over existing robots and stuff like that, and then in doing so from that could then manufacture other robots. So just why? It makes no fucking sense to me, especially when they end up developing the same time travel tech. Like, that was also what was weird to me, is so you're now having a new company or a new thing that causes this. Because this isn't even a company. This is a military program that gains sentience, I would suppose. And then just starts destroying humanity. But then somehow develops the exact same time traveling technology. It just, it makes no sense to me. Like, that two divergent timelines would then end up in the same technology. All the way down to, you know, the whole like, oh, you can't take a weapon. It has to be just organic material. Uh, organic material to you know to time travel and all this other stuff like okay like that's just it's like i said they're just wanting to do the same but then change some names and just expect it to be okay 
and it just makes it once again fall flat. Like I said, still leaps and bounds better than some of this other bullshit, but it's still just not not what it should be. There should there should still be it's just something new, something fresh. And there was just no freshness in this movie. Outside of, like I said, those weirdly poetic scenes with Arnold and Sarah Connor at the end. Like that was it. That was the freshest this movie got. Because we've never seen a Terminator have those type of moments before. And that's that's really the only new concept that this movie gave us. And it's also started some very weird conversations. Like James Cameron has gone in and talked about how Terminators can have sex. <laughs> because they are they they are organic on the outside. Because they're not What? Yes, because they're not the Terminators aren't meant to be robots. They're meant to be cyborgs. And so the the org part of cyborg is cyber organic. So like Terminators have to eat to maintain the organic material that is on them to help blend in and stuff like that. And so apparently they are capable of functioning sexually. That's the type of shit that this movie ends up getting you is James Cameron talking about how Terminators can have sex because they are organic. Didn't want to know that, did you? Interesting. No. <laughs> yeah but then also in this movie they they go he goes out of his way to be like oh yeah we didn't fuck though like yeah i was like married to this woman for 20 something years and like helped raise her kid right you know it was a very loving and you know special relationship but we didn't fuck like they were very like quick to be like oh we didn't fuck though but then james cameron's running around talking about how terminators can fuck like come on make up your own fucking mind james cameron especially because he actually did help uh, write this one and stuff like that and i guess that's one reason why is if james cameron's known for anything he just kind of does the same things other things have already done so if he's gonna ape anything he might as well do ape his own shit when it comes to the terminator because i mean look at avatar all he did was ape other movies for that so it's it's not out of the realm of possibilities of that was his major contribution to this movie is like oh no let's just do the same things i've already done before that's what people like that's why i've made you know billions and billions of dollars at the movies um I guess I'm done. I'll probably think of some more shit. But Justin, what did you not like about this movie? Uh, you made a lot of good points. Um, really, for me, man, it, it just it, it's just narrative things. I think that when, when I really look at this movie, there were just... And the more I began to pick it apart and just kind of think about some of the storyline elements that they introduced, or in this case, failed to introduce things just bother me more and more. And I do think that you, you were correct in something that you said just about the whole, it didn't feel fresh enough. There wasn't enough new. I just think that this concept, you know, I feel like this concept of that we, we have to go back in time and protect some people because those people are going to be the key. And you got your protectors and then you got the Terminator and there's this big chase. And then in the end, the protectors wind up getting the job done. I think this, this that concept needs to change. I just think that we've seen it enough now. I think enough is enough with that concept. And I think that's really something that this franchise needs. It just it just didn't feel different enough from those other things. Like you said, now it was refreshing when you compare some of the latest movies we've gotten 
it was nice to kind of go back to the bare bones and get back to basics and some things to feel familiar. But yeah, you're right. Towards the end, you get the feeling that this is all too familiar. It's just not really saying anything different than what we've said in those other ones. And the thing is, is that there were blueprints there. Like the the idea of this Terminator, you know, developing this sense of purpose and living with this family for 30 years. That's interesting. That's kind of fascinating, but we didn't get to see any of that. It was almost as if like there were better narratives, like the better. And it's so funny because I, I watch a lot of cinema sins on YouTube. If you don't know what that is, watch cinema sins. Cause it's pretty hilarious. And one of the sins that he will often give movies is that during a moment of exposition, He'll send the movie and say, man, they're expositing about a, a, a movie that they should be showing, but instead they're just telling me about it. And what this guy is explaining would probably make a better movie than what I'm watching. And the funny thing is, is that I, I, there were elements of that, like this Terminator living with these people. It would have been nice to kind of see some of that progression or see some of that growth. That's kind of interesting. This idea of Sarah Connor riding around, getting these coordinates and killing all of these Terminators as they land and having these battles with these Terminators as they land in different coordinates and stuff like that. Uh, hell, I wanted to see some of that. Like, it sucks that 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 cool elements like that that we've never seen before a terminator hunter l l like that like that kind of stuff that we hadn't seen before you gave us we got to hear that exposited but we didn't get to see any of that and that would have been very very cool so it seems like they're well oh go ahead well i was just gonna say they do that twice in this movie they mention two better movies in this movie, which is Sarah Connor, Terminator Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> and T-800, Father of the Year. Exactly. Two infinite. Both of those movies. Toys. Yeah. Or just mentioned in this. I mean, like, how cool would it have been if you were watching a movie with Arnold and he's just like, oh, I was a soldier in war. You know, I'm coming back here, but I'll protect you and your son. And you like you see them living this life and all this other stuff, and then just at the end of the movie, you find out he's a fucking Terminator. Yeah, that would have been so bad. Oh my gosh, how awesome would that have been? Like if it's just at the end, he does something and he's like cutting a piece of wood and he cuts his hand, and then you just see the metal skeleton, and then it just goes dun 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 dun. dun. <laughs> it's all credits. Oh, that would have been so fucking awesome. Yeah, or like you said, uh, or like Sarah Connor terminator hunter i mean dude her riding around getting these coordinates and uh, you know stacking up all of these guns and stuff avoiding the fbi and the cia and every form of law enforcement because she's a wanted fugitive and going around but having to stay undercover stay out of sight uh, stay under the radar, but yet destroy all of these Terminators. Dude, that's a way better movie than what we got here. That, that is a way better movie. And making secret movie. military contacts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, and she's single-handedly taking them down, too. She doesn't have a team. It's just her destroying Terminators. 
single-handedly. Yeah. Like, dude, see, and that's the thing, like for, for the need to feel like you need to give us the same thing every time you are just missing opportunities. And that's what sucks. Like there were some great ideas presented here, but we didn't even get to see any of it. Not even a flashback, man. Even a nice little Sarah Connor flashback of her fighting some of these things as they land would have been nice. I mean, we didn't even get that, you know? I have a question for you, Justin. So what if they had done this movie now, like the Sarah Connor Terminator Hunter, and they did it now, and... You know, she's been going around killing some Terminators, killing some Terminators, killing some Terminators. And then all of a sudden she goes to kill a Terminator and it was the Rev-9. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she couldn't kill a Terminator. Yeah. And so the, the rest, like the movie is her running around trying to figure out who it's trying to kill while doing all this crazy shit to figure out how to destroy a Rev-9. Yes. Yes. And then having to track him and follow him to find out who his target might be and who he's asking for and who he's and that's how she could find out who he's targeting like that that is i mean oh my gosh that sounds like such a like such a better movie than what we got and it just sucks that we are so just beholden to this one concept of a terminator movie that we're just not taking enough chances to try to tell a fresh story and the and the potential is there. We just need to finally do it. We just need to finally do it. Um, other than that, man, the, the, like I said, just narrative things. Okay. On the one end, I do appreciate the balls to to kill a character like John Connor. But I just wish there was some sort of way to have made that death kind of a little more significant. I mean, I, I, there's been a lot of backlash because of that. Like there are people who are just walking out of that movie angry. And I've watched all kinds of angry reaction, YouTube videos and stuff like that. And they are just so angry that within the first few minutes of the film, John Connor's just dead. And it's like, oh, well, you know, whatever. Now there's this Legion thing. And like you said, if there was a way to connect all of this better or make his death kind of more significant to the story it, it would have been nice i'm not saying did it need to happen maybe not but i don't know i think that would have helped to appease uh some fans uh you, you know about who just you know who love that character and stuff like that you just kind of felt like man dude he just kind of got brushed off the map and you were kind of like damn dude and like i said it was ballsy they took a chance but i think that there was maybe a way to make the death a little more significant i mean maybe you could argue that arnold turning the the, the or the t-800 turning the new leaf and the reason why he even reached out to Sarah was because of John Connor's death. I guess you could kind of make some significance of it there. Well, you can, but I don't know, man. I felt like maybe there was a way to kill him. But it, I mean, even if it was just an adult John Connor, maybe, you know, he is in this movie and maybe at some point he dies or he sacrifices himself or something. I don't know. I just feel like maybe there was a better way to treat that character than just offing him right at the beginning. So so that was just something. Yeah. But Justin, 
you, you said that it, you, like it needed more weight or anything like that. I don't know what you're talking about. Sarah Connor said she was sad lots of times. <laughs> she said she was she sad did. tons of times in that movie. She did say that. I don't know what else, what more you need. She just said, I'm sad all the time. I know, man. She was like, oh, bother. I'm so sad about my son. But, man, I don't know. I just needed... I needed more than that, man. I mean, it's John freaking Connor. I mean, he's supposed to be a porter, right? So let's not just kill him for the sake of we're going in a different direction. Yeah, bitch, this is new. See, it's new, but really it's the same shit, but it's new. You know, instead of doing that, let's at least, I mean, the character can have a better depth than that. I mean, at least they could have put up a fight against that Terminator. It would have been nice if he had shot him a couple of times or they were running and, you know, they blow him up in a vehicle or something. Then he gets out and he's just all metal skeleton. He's still coming and they're shooting him. And, you know, John goes out the hard way, but but in a at least a struggle or something, that was just that was a little rough, man. I mean, they just brushed him off the map, man, in a few minutes. I kind of disagree with you, though. I really kind of loved that he walked up, shotgunned him, and then just walked the fuck away. <laughs> I really actually kind of liked that. That he just killed him and went, my mission's done, walked the fuck away. Like Sarah Connor sitting there shooting him and all this other shit, and he just walking. <laughs> no fuck. None given whatsoever. I kind of liked that. I'm yeah, not going to lie. but I don't know. I just feel like it just sort of... You you just sort of almost just you don't feel like that cheapens in a way or in a way kind of just obliterates the first two movies before it. It's almost like, you know, that didn't even matter at all because. Yeah. In retrospect, yes. When it happened in the movie, it made me hopeful that things were going to be different. I see. They weren't. And then they weren't. Yeah. But when it happened in the movie. I thought, like, I was like, oh, they really are going to go in a new direction. It's not John Connor. Because originally when they were doing all this other stuff and they were showing the flashback and they're, like, in Mexico or whatever, I was like, oh, that's actually going to end up being John Connor's, like, child. But John Connor got killed. Mm -hmm. Like, that she was going to be pregnant with John Connor's kid or something is what I originally thought when they were, like, showing the flashbacks and stuff like that. I was like, oh, look, they're in Mexico and he's talking to that girl. Oh, that's going to end up being her and John Connor got her pregnant. Mm -hmm. that's what I ended up thinking it was going to be happening. And that's why she was then important because John Connor like died in a car wreck or something. And now that his child would be the new savior. That's what I originally was thinking kind of was going to happen in this movie. But then when I was like, Oh, that kid died instantly. I was like, Oh, well maybe they're just going a completely new direction. So at the time when it happened in the movie, I was completely fine with it. And I, I could just, I guess I see what you're saying just in retrospect. It didn't fucking matter because they just made the same fucking movie. Yeah. And, and I guess maybe that's what it is, is it's after you walk out. Because at the time when I first saw it, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't sitting there going, oh, man, you just killed the first two Terminator movies. I didn't. I, I mean, I wasn't just thinking that. I was intrigued. I was like, oh, damn, he's dead. Well, where is this going? And then it just kind of went to a familiar place we all know and love. So I was kind of like, uh, you know, it, it, it went too familiar. And I don't think his death, I think his death should have been more significant. Other than that, there were just other little things, man, just about this narrative and things like that. So like you said, this whole Legion thing. 
okay, so another one just rises up, and now Legion is the 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 main boss, bad guy, so to speak. But I mean, a little bit more information would have helped to kind of understand what Legion is, or why is Legion any better, or even any more fierce, or anything like that. How was the Terminator design still? created if skynet never even existed like would the terminator still have the same design like how i mean why couldn't this legion thing it would be cool if the legion thing could communicate through via the terminator like like it would be cool if like that t thing whatever if maybe towards the end you got to hear the legion talk about what the plan is and why this um happened or something like that maybe you even could have revealed that it was actually skynet but it was just a different kind of skynet or this was like an emergency program that skynet set into motion before it was obliterated or something you know i don't know i think there was a chance to do something with this legion rather than it just being the same shit like i think that legion he that AI should have been more formidable and there were ways that you could have maybe done that in the story but they just kind of chose not to because it was too busy kind of giving us the same thing but I just I wasn't feeling the whole Legion thing man because it felt too much like Skynet with just a different label on it you know it was kind of like you you know at home you got a cookie jar and then you you know you take the cookie label off and put something else on it so the kids don't. I mean, it just felt so cheap. Like, that's what it felt like. It just felt like, uh, well, it's not Skynet, but basically. That's what it felt like. Well, essentially, they they hid the cookies inside the box of Raisin Bran. Yeah, essentially. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Good, Good analogy. But yeah, that's what this felt like. And like you said, it just shouldn't have felt like that. It should have felt more fresh than that you could have done some cool things with this legion ai that you have never done with the skynet ai you you could have done some really cool stuff with that uh you know even because this terminator almost kind of reminded me of venom in a way it, it, the 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 liquid metal almost seemed like a symbiote almost or like it was like two different th- it was acting as two different things even though it was all one computer ai well it would have been cool if like maybe legion w- whenever he split apart legion was controlling the liquid part but the 800 part was controlled by you know you could have done something there, there could have just been something more with that and our character that came back from the future could have explained all of that to us so that's how we could have figured it out as an audience or how sarah could have figured that out so i don't know man like i said there were a lot of chances to really make this different there were stories here that sound infinitely more interesting than giving us the same story but unfortunately we were just too busy trying to give something too familiar that we didn't expound on what seemed like many opportunities to do something really cool heather your turn yeah i mean it's it's hard to um not think of the same things you guys did because those were a lot of things i thought of too um yeah, I mean, honestly, with this one, it's kind of similar to the Countdown movie that we we're talking about, where there, where it's kind of like there's so much potential and they just didn't live up to it. That's really kind of the big thing here. Um, 
just to be a little bit different than what you guys said with Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, Carl, um, I do, I agree about the whole sincerity of his character and the whole thing about, you know, he realized the pain that he caused and that's why he was trying to, you know, live for something better. I, I did really enjoy that, but it was, it was an interesting element because, um, <laughs> kind of like you were mentioning before how he was talking about, like, he didn't really have like a physical relationship with the, the woman that he was with. Um, I think for me that that just seems a little odd too because it wasn't like they were only friends because he was like hi honey and you know he basically said that the, that kid was his son and all these things so they had like a romantic relationship from what you can tell from his the context of their interaction um, so I, I, I just kind of feel like there was no way that she could have not known that he was I don't know a robot or something like that for so long because they were together what it sounded like for many years so for me i'm just kind of like there's no way that she wouldn't know something was up with him that he wasn't acting fully human you know <laughs> like i just i feel like that was a little um far-fetched even for this kind of movie but um and i actually honestly feel like it would have been better if his family did know that he was a terminator because i think i don't know i feel like maybe it would have made it would have had more of an impact about the whole, you know, how humans and robots can live in harmony or just the idea that he can be loved as he is, even though he's been a Terminator for forever. I think that actually would have been a cool element if she was like, yeah, I know he is one. You know, I just kind of feel like that would have added a a little bit more of a sentimental element to their relationship and to um, Schwarzenegger's character in general. Um, and I also think... Uh, it would have actually been cool to not have made it known that he was going to be in this movie. And I'm sure a lot of people, or there's probably some people out there that were like, I want to watch it because he's back. But it kind of would have been cool to just have that surprise element of people not really knowing he was in this film. And it would have made that moment when they finally met at that cabin or that house, it would have made it even better because when she's like, oh, I wonder who this guy is sending me all these messages, like from the get-go, the audience already knows who that is because of the previews. But, you know, I just think it would have been cool if it was a surprise. Like, we didn't know that that's who that was going to be. Um, but again, like a lot of the cool scenes in this movie, they showed too much in the previews. So everyone, I think, already knew that's what was happening. Um Aside from that, too, I would just say that there was like a huge thing, especially towards the end of the film, where Sarah Connor keeps basically threatening to kill the Terminator, just saying, like, when this is over, I'm going to kill you. Like, that was a huge thing in this movie. And um, in the end, that doesn't necessarily happen. <laughs> like, she's not the one that ends up killing him. And not that I wanted her to, to, to have to be the one to do that or whatever, but just they made it into such a big deal, it felt like. And she was just so sworn to do that. And she was just so angry. And she was like, I don't care. You know, we're done when this is done kind of thing. And then it just never happened. So I feel like there was a huge buildup of like this character moment of her. It wasn't even like a, I have to decide if I'm going to kill him or not. Like he just kind of was already going to die. And she didn't really have to make that choice. And I think that adding that in would have been a little bit more of a, um, especially based on past movies too, just like that pull of like, oh, like 
I hate him for what he's done, but he also helped save the world this time. And just kind of having that conflict of, should I actually kill him now that this is all over? And she didn't even get that moment because he was already basically going to die. So, um, but yeah, so those are my, just my additional things on top of what you guys had already mentioned. But like I said, it really is mostly like there was potential for this movie to be a bit more than what it was. Um, and like I said, like I liked it more than I didn't like it. So um, I'm not just saying like it was a complete failure of a movie or anything. I think there were a lot of good things about it, but there was potential for it to be more in a lot of different ways. No, I I very much agree with you on that. Uh, the comment about the whole like she makes a big deal about, oh, I'm going to kill you when this is all over and all this other stuff. But at no point did I actually think she was ever going to get to that point because it just really felt obvious he was going to die from fighting that other terminator yeah yeah like so it felt like they really did waste so much time of her just saying i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna kill you when i'm like right no he's gonna fucking die fighting the other guy and it just makes sense too for the character of who he was in this film that he was gonna sacrifice in a sense himself to be able to do that um kind of like i guess a little bit similar to what was it the second one when he did that um you know, you just kind of feel like that's where that was going. And um, I mean, not necessarily like I'm going to kill myself on purpose, but kind of like if I have to do it to save everybody, then I'm not going to hold back. You know, it was just it made more sense for his character for him to decide to to do that kind of as like a for what I've done. I feel like I should do this, you know, and that made more sense than Sarah Connor killing him. And then, you know, but yeah, they just, they wasted a lot of time on this, like, oh, I'm going to just end your life when this is done. And it just wasn't even what happened at all. So, well, I mean, cause how interesting would it have been if he did survive that? And then she legitimately had that choice. Like, I'm going to kill him because I said I would. And because right. of the whole idea of trans uh, of Terminator two of you have to kill him. So nothing will be left to possibly make terminators in the future so skynet can't actually happen yeah or is she realized he is a changed like person quote unquote if you will and no he should go back to his family like that type of thing like that type of choice at the end of that movie would have been so interesting but no at no point did you actually think that that choice was going to happen and like you know especially whenever he did he he does the whole thing like oh i've been telling i you know i told my family long ago that a day will come when i'm gonna have to go and i'll never come back and so it would have been interesting if you thought that moment was going to happen, that like she was going to kill him or something and all this other stuff. And then no, she she lets him live so he can go back to his family and all this other stuff. Like that would have been such an interesting plot development in, in, in character arc. And it would have been so satisfying. And I think in a way that could have undone some of the vitriol of the John Connor death at the beginning type of situation that showing that even the Terminator can grow and Sarah Connor can grow and all these characters can still grow out of the archetype that they've had since the second movie. But they just, nope, did more of the same shit. (laughs) It's just, he's going to self-sacrifice like he's already done before. Right. Like he's already done, like he did in Terminator 3 too. Like that's not even the first time he's done that. Like it's just one of those things where it just feels so repetitive in the end whenever there is just right there sitting right in front of them a drastically more interesting choice and it also kind of inspires um the idea of can this end in a truce because if there's evidence that 
a machine can live in harmony with humans, then is it a possibility that we don't have to be at war with each other? So even something like that could have maybe motivated or inspired the idea that maybe this can end in a truce. Maybe this doesn't have to end with mankind and machines destroying each other. Maybe this can end in a truce. And just that possibility is something completely different, you know? Yep. Yeah, and it's just they always played it safe. They just went safe back to the old way of doing things every time. (sighs) So frustrating. So frustrating. Like, I'm still, now, like, because I didn't really completely realize it until you brought it up, Justin. But the fact that they really did have two more interesting movies in this movie just really bothers me even more now. Yeah. (laughs) And there's one more narrative that's been bothering that I wanted to kind of approach you guys with. I wanted to wait to the end to kind of ask you, but okay. So there I, I, I alluded to the angry fanboys and people like that who are kind of watching this movie and hating it. And here is one of the narratives that I've been hearing. <laughs> and, and trust me, it's not an unfamiliar narrative. It's happening a lot lately. But here's the, the thing that is kind of going around about this movie, that, that some people are calling this a woke version of The Terminator. And they're basically saying, oh, fuck off that this. Yeah. Uh, try, yeah. Wait till you hear this one. So they're basically saying that what this was, was trying to achieve this agenda that Hollywood has to kind of give females in more empowerment and stuff like that. And they're ruining the characters the original characters and stuff like that to kind of give these other characters that we don't care about because they haven't developed them an empowering moment. And so in this movie, there are people arguing that they kill off John Connor and basically they replace him with this female. And it's supposed to be this uplifting thing about, you know, this female now is the person that's going to save humanity. And even the whole thing with um, with Sarah kind of saying, you're John Connor and stuff like that. And kind of going away from this idea of a man is supposed to save the world. Well, there are people angry about this and saying that why not just tell an original story? Why do you have to ruin my Terminator to tell this kind of story? And I just wondered what you guys <laughs> think about that. Like, do you see any validity in that? Did it feel like they were trying to force that narrative in this like that they like or things were done on purpose to kind of and that's what they talked about they talked about the john connor death scene also the scene where it was like no you're not having a child that's going to save the future you're the one that's going to save the future you this hispanic lady you are going to do it and so there are people like trying to act like this is an, one of those agenda movies. So I just wondered what you guys thought about it. I, I laughed, but I, th- I thought it was appropriate to bring up. <laughs> I don't agree with it. Yeah. But I feel like they would have more credence if it wasn't the same fucking movie as the first two. Yeah. It's the same fucking movie. It, it is. is. It's the same fucking movie. So you can't use that argument because it's the same fucking movie. If it was that different, if it really changed anything up other than, quote unquote, the gender identity of who the hero in the future was going to be or the gender of the 
person that came back in time. That's the only thing that changed. Who gives a fuck? Other than that, it's the same movie. Yeah. If you like Terminator 1 and 2 that much that you're mad that they're wokeifying your fucking Terminator franchise, it's the same fucking movie. Yeah. You, you should be fine then. It's still the same fucking movie. They didn't change it enough to where that matters. Yeah. I mean, and I, I mean, I will say that I did get the vibe of like, oh, they're, they're trying to make it more relevant by making more of the female characters, the lead and the powerful characters in it. Um, I don't think it was overdone, you know, because I think that it was still a good movie, regardless of whether that was what they were doing or not. Like it was, I just, the characters in general were more so what I enjoyed about that. Like Danny being this like really scared and confused and like, I don't want any part of this type of attitude to somebody who apparently like read, like led this new revolution or whatever. I, I enjoyed that character development in her, regardless of her gender. But I do, I did catch moments where I feel like, yeah, they were trying to make it more of like a relevant thing where ha- they had more females being the strong characters in the movie. But also like and yeah sterling i think what you said is right you're like it's still basically kind of the same the same concept in the same movie as the other ones and um and let's not also forget though that sarah connor's always been a badass exactly. female lead like no matter what movie it was so for me i'm like no that's kind of just her character and we needed her back for i i enjoyed the fact that she was back because she is that character. She might have been one of the first that was like that kind of character. Um, at least that I saw, like when I in, in watching movies and stuff, she was one of the first ones that I saw be a character that was very strong willed and independent and able to take care of herself and, you know, be badass about it. So that's kind of always how she's been. So they didn't really actually change her in that sense. They just added two more female leads who are very different people than Sarah Connor, but, um, they served a good purpose in the film and I don't think it mattered necessarily that they were female. I think that it worked well into the story they were doing, but it didn't feel like they were trying to overdo it in my opinion, because there are definitely those, those films where you feel like they are for sure just like putting it in there just to put it in there. Kind of like, I think it was dark Phoenix where there was the throwaway line about like, you know, you need to send a female to do your job or whatever it was she said about like women just being able to oh, do yeah, it better. Yeah. And it, it was, was just like, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like, Oh, I don't know what the guys were doing. The girls were the ones that saved the day or whatever the fuck they said in that movie. Like that yeah, line would have worked also if it was important. a better movie. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. If it was a better thing. It would have so, worked. Right. Like if, yeah. Um, so it's go ahead. I was just going to say, if like, of all the fucking things to complain about in this movie, which I complained about a lot of things in this movie, that's the one thing you... I, why the fuck are you complaining about that? There are way bigger issues with this movie than that shit. <laughs> like, dear fucking God. And you also know, you also know that if it hadn't have been females, they would have been like, why does it still have to be the man saving the day? That that would have been their complaint if it hadn't been females. Yeah. So it wouldn't I mean, have either way. Someone yeah. would have complained. Is there not enough movies with fucking guys killing a bunch of people and saving the day? Yeah, like, exactly. I'm, I'm not even just necessarily saying on an equality level. I'm just saying we've seen that movie a billion times. God forbid we don't get that movie again. It's fine. Go watch John Wick. It's a guy fucking saving the day. And I love the John Wick movies. Like, go watch that. It's fine. Like, you're still going to get at least 
10 other action movies where guys are killing people and saving the day this year. Like probably between now and the end of the year, you're going to get 10 more of those movies. Like (laughs) who gives a fuck? Like, I mean, like I said, of all the things I had problems with right down to the fact that the, the, the rev nine reassembled itself and he's kneeling every time that bothered me (laughs) more than there was too many strong females in this movie. Get the fuck over it. Yeah. And I think like, that this is a trend. To me, that's that, a bigger issue. And I feel like, man, this is a trend that I'm starting to see more and more because Captain Marvel kind of went through this with the whole Brie Larson stuff. And I imagine that when that Harley Quinn movie comes out, there'll probably be a little bit of this. And I bet when that Charlie's Angels movie comes out, I'm sure there will be more of this kind of shit. It's like. I'm hearing I'm starting to hear this a lot this woke narrative that oh they're woke Hollywood is trying to force these females and blah 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 and 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 Ghostbusters the female Ghostbusters is referenced a lot now I never saw that one but people are like oh it was so bad and it bobbed and everything like that because they were trying to give you know make everybody these females and change all the characters and it didn't work and that's one that's referenced a lot that i see in chats and stuff when a person's trying to make this argument but i I feel like this is just going to happen more and more as we uh try to empower females and give them more roles and give them more significance i just think that this is going to wind up happening more and more but yeah man it's really going around this woke terminator and now that's what they're saying woke terminator bombs at the box office was an article that i saw and i was like oh my god dude like really it's about that shit so so they're making it oh it's bombing because it was a shitty movie that tries to force feed women down our throat it's not has has nothing to do with the fact that this is the same thing they've been giving us for years. It's woke. That's why it's bombing. So yeah. Well, I, I mean, I'm glad you brought up the all female Ghostbusters. I didn't like the movie. It has nothing to do with it's an all female Ghostbusters. It just wasn't a good movie to me. But I mean, I'll say this because apparently it. You know, I can understand that. You know, my perspective of that movie doesn't apply to everybody because I know somebody whose daughter that year went as a ghostbuster because she had seen women be ghostbusters in a movie and now she wanted to be a ghostbuster for halloween and yeah i mean say what you will about it i think that's fucking cool because guess what i was a ghostbuster when i was a kid for halloween why because i fucking loved the ghostbuster movie so now that this little girl has seen a ghostbuster movie that she can relate to and now she's wanting to be a little ghostbuster for halloween i think that's a cool fucking thing like I said, yeah. I don't even like the movie. I thought it was dumb. But th- that's really cool, though, that that little girl liked it, and she can now feel like she can be a Ghostbuster. I think that's a cool and great thing. And it's just one of those things that a podcast I listen to all the time, the Weekly Planet podcast, whenever they talked about the Ghostbusters remake and all the anger that was coming out about it and all this other stuff, their big thing with it is, why does it matter the original Ghostbusters still exists? It's not like... They went and took every copy of the original 1984 Ghostbusters and then superimposed these women over it and that you can yeah. never watch Ghostbusters ever again without it being women. Right. Like that movie still exists. So guess what? If you don't like this one, who gives a fuck? Just go watch the other one. It still exists. If you legitimately still like it, 
It's not ruined by the fact that they made an all-woman Ghostbuster. Just like this movie. This movie doesn't take away from Terminator 1 or 2. If you still like those movies, go fucking watch them. Who gives a fuck? They're still there. They still exist. They're still the same movie. This movie doesn't change those movies. So who gives a fuck even if this is a woke Terminator? The other ones still exist. Just go watch those instead. Who cares? True. And I'm glad you brought up the that they brought up the point about... Uh, the the guy's daughter who could dress up as a ghostbuster because i mean that's just stuff that i think about all the time when i watch stuff like this watchmen that hbo series is another one that's kind of getting criticized by a certain sect of people as oh it's woke tv and all this other kind of stuff and where's my comic book watchmen but man like i'm sitting there watching it and i'm like the character that regina king plays she's this she's this black you know female cop on the on the force and she wears a mask and stuff and she's so like like she's a good cop and has good intuition and she's smart and she's intelligent and all of this stuff and she's just such a compelling character and i'm watching that and i'm going man dude it just made me happy that there are some black girls somewhere that there will be some black people that would watch that and be able to cosplay that character be able to dress up as that character because now you have kind of like this strong black female hero type of character that you could actually go and cosplay if you wanted to and i just thought that was awesome just to see that you know she's not being held down by some dude or talking job or doing this or that or the other or being some stereotypical like you know anything like that she's a good layered character and a lot of thought and intelligence went into what she's doing and not to like segue this to Watchmen, but that's just one example I thought of. I'm sitting there going, man, that's cool. Now I hope I see cosplays of this character because that's really cool. And and I don't know, man, I think, I don't think more of that hurts us. I think that helps. I think why not inspire more females and more women and stuff like that and why not allow them to have some of these roles or be a part of that conversation i just don't think it hurts anything but i mean these people are acting like it hurts them to see something different to see somebody who is not john connor who's the savior to see female ghostbusters just whatever the case may be what does it hurt well i mean to even go back to something you just said though Like, do people not realize some of the woke nature that comics inherently have in them? Look at the X-Men. When Stan Lee conceived the X-Men and all this other stuff, it's a big fucking allegory for racism. Yep. That these people are the other and they're discriminated against for it, even though they're trying to do the right thing and be good. Like, they're just, you know, they're being people. And it's that's what it is. It's an allegory for racism. I mean, look at Luke Cage and all this other stuff. He... That was a big deal when Luke Cage was the first black per- character to have his own comic series and shit like that. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't the first. I understand that. There were others. But I'm just saying, like, of the main labels and stuff like that. Like, that's a big deal and shit like that. Like, the character of Black Panther in the comics, traditionally, and all this other stuff. That's always been what comics have been about. Like, they do that all the fucking time. And, like, now people want to act like comics can't handle that like and that's not their purpose and stuff like that like no that's very much been their purpose it's 
it's, it's, it's ways of creating allegories through things to get people to understand things without just hitting them over the head with it. You know, no, I'm not saying that they don't always hit people over the head with it. They do. Because, I mean, the, the X-Men evolved past racism into be more of an allegory for uh, LGBTQ stuff. And then they introduced those characters in the comics and stuff like that. Like, that's just, that's what they are and have been. You know, I'm not saying every comic is. I mean, Superman's pretty much been white bread ever since he was created. But, I mean, that's been a big part of comic history. Yeah. So why is everybody acting like it's a new fucking thing? Like it's not. It's you're you're directly discounting the the importance that comics have had in that in that in that way, you know, of that they have been tackling some of these issues before like shit would it would ever be acceptable. I mean, the X-Men were essentially a t- like a social commentary on racism and discrimination in the middle of the civil rights movement. Yeah. <laughs> and Stanley was smart and knew that he would never get published or have big sales if it was just outright like black versus white. So it became a metaphor for it and one that can evolve. Like I said, it be, it became about other minority groups as it became more relevant later. You know, the allegory still worked because of the nature of how they did it. Like that's a big deal. So why are they trying to act like being woke in comics is a brand new thing because they have, you know, a young African-American girl as Iron Man or the Falcon took over for Captain America or Jane Foster became Thor. Like they're acting like it's all like new shit when they've been doing that in comics for fucking years. Yeah, they have. Like decades. It's decades. So I don't know if you're listening to this and you're mad at Terminator for being woke. I'm going to tell you something. Fuck off. Like get over it. Like I said, there's way more issues in this movie than that. Way more. Anything else, guys? No, I'm good. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to the Simba Slayers podcast. Uh, check us out at www.simbaslayers.com. Check us out at Simba Slayers podcast on Facebook, cinema underscore Slayers on Twitter and Instagram. Check us out at the Southside Pod Festival, which the first night of that was tonight, the night we are recording this. Um, so if you are in the Chicagoland area, uh, check that out. It's got three more nights, including us on December 4th at Lawler's on Archer in Summit. So check that out, guys. We will be doing a live episode. We will reveal our topic for that too um, at some point coming up. And we will be doing some recordings also together at that because if you've never noticed, the reason why we are structured the way we are is because we are not recording together so we can't see each other. So it helps us to not constantly talk over each other if we structure it the way we do. But you're going to get some live shenanigans when we do some recordings together in December. So check those out when they happen. Real quick, Sterling. And Sorry, uh, we didn't do our scores. Oh, fuck. Wow. Oh, good for that. Um, all right, scores. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Heather, recommendation and score. Oh, no, I'm glad you yeah. got that. I it completely slipped my fucking mind. I forgot uh, too, man. Good catch. <laughs> um, recommendation and scores. I honestly, I do recommend it. Um, I liked the first two Terminator movies a lot. Um, the ones more recently, not really... Um, huge on but the first two were good and I feel like this kind of falls a little more in line with those and it's good action it's a good story like if you did like the originals I think you'll you'll like this one decently well or at least I did so I will um, say yeah I I would recommend it I don't see why not my score for it is gonna be um, I'm gonna do 70 references to John Connor being the savior of the world out of 100 Justin 
Your turn. All right. I mean, like we've already said, if you are a fan of Terminator 1 and 2, I mean, this is pretty much, in a lot of ways, it's the same thing. It's very much within the spirit of that, and the plot is similar to that. You get to see your some familiar faces. Linda Hamilton comes back, and she's good in this. And then Arnold comes back as this sort of T-800 who's lived out his life, and he's good in this. So, and and the other characters are fine. You know, there's nothing offensive about anything that happens as far as the action. So, this is a good enough movie for you to go see. If you want to continue the story or want to see how they're rebooting or retconning the story, however you want to say it, it's, I, I, you know, go ahead and check it out, man. If you're a fan of this franchise, then you owe it to yourself to see this one. This isn't one that you need to avoid or run away from like The Plague. I do think that it, out of all of the, the Terminator films, this is probably the third best one, which, you know, ain't saying a lot. We've had some stinkers, but hey, this one, I enjoyed this more than any of those ones that we've had in, in recent years. So with that, I can recommend it. Uh, my score is going to be 68 movies that they should have done about Sarah Connor hunting Terminators as they fall from the sky out of 100. Nice. So I blame Justin for us for getting that the scores and recommendation <laughs> recommendation segment because it really is just like Rambo all over again. <laughs> we just got so severely off topic that... We just said fuck it at the end of that yep. one. Um, like I said earlier, it's the second best Terminator 3. If you want a really good Terminator 3, there's like 31 episodes of the TV show. I think that's a better version of Terminator 3. Um, this is the second best one. It's the, the best one you're going to get under three hours. Uh, it, 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 it does some okay things, and it does some not okay things. It's just it's more of the same shit. Um and I'm going to say, so if, if you like the first ones, like I said, it's and you haven't seen the TV show, this is going to be your best bet as getting a satisfying conclusion to a Terminator-esque trilogy, if you will. Um, and if you're worried that it's too woke, fuck off. You definitely need to watch it then and just get the fuck <laughs> over it. Uh, I give it 57. Uh, 57 Terminators drinking a beer <laughs> out of 100. Um, so now, since I've already done all, done all the other stuff, I'm just now going to end it with, and remember, guys, according to Justin, Moon Knight is a Best Picture winner. Dear God, something's wrong with you.